Welcome to Heaven Smells Like Books, a book review podcast. Hi, thanks for coming back to my podcast. So like I said in the trailer, I'll start the podcast off by reviewing Queenie. So that's what I'll be doing today. So Queenie is a book about a black British 25-year-old woman, Queenie, named Queenie. Uh, Queenie is of Jamaican descent, so she has Jamaican grandparents who moved to the UK. Um, Yeah, and the book follows out through a series of emotionally stressful events. I was just thinking that, honestly, the title of the book could easily have been a series of unfortunate events, because that's pretty much what happens. And everything is basically triggered by her breakup. And so the breakup isn't the reason she has all these problems. I well i think that a lot of them are probably due to unresolved childhood trauma and all that but the thing that really well according to the way the book is written that really brings everything to the surface was the breakup and so the breakup was with a white man and that is important and i'll explain why it's important in a few seconds so again the breakup isn't really at the center of the book but it's how the book starts it's how i guess how we're introduced to queenie so it really feels like that's what triggered everything and it's basically about how that and you know the unresolved trauma affect every single relationship that she has honestly at the end of the book i was shocked that she still had any form of relationships with anyone really so in terms of how the book is like the writing and how easy it is to read i found this very easy to read and it was such an enjoyable process i usually only read well not only read but during the week when i read it's usually when i'm about to go to bed so i have like two hours to read so it can sometimes take me anything between 10 days to 13 days to finish reading a book but i finished Queenie in like a day I started and I couldn't put it down which is quite rare for me so yeah it was quite straightforward it the author wasn't too descriptive which I hate so much like I understand the need to set the scene properly but also I don't need to know the color of every single fucking mug in the scene and yeah she goes straight to the point most of the time and the dialogue is amazing there's a lot of dialogue which i love um you know i like reading what the characters are saying to themselves not just the author setting the scene um yeah or also in the book so because it's about a young woman in you know 2019 or 2018 whenever the book is set in there's obviously a lot of texting and social media and so instead of paraphrasing the conversations that happen 
on social media for text messages and all that they actually put in blurbs so you can actually read the texts and the emails and all that and that was new for me um and I really liked it well what I say it was new it kind of felt like I'm pretty sure I've seen it in another, in another book, but I think the book was probably a book I read as a teenager or something. I can't really remember the book, but it was, I thought it was really well done and, you know, a nice little addition to it. So the book is written in first person. So Queenie is narrating everything. So we're actually seeing everything through her eyes and... I think that was also really well done, you know? So there are a few things that I want to talk about, like a few things I really enjoyed and just a few things that I think are worth mentioning about this book. And the first one is the actual main character. So Queenie is a 25 year old black woman from the UK and I, I didn't know this at the time, but I really needed to read a book about a woman so close to my age. Because usually, even when the book is about a young black woman, it's someone in her 30s or... I don't know. But I think because she's so close to my age and she also lives in the UK, I could relate to the things she was going through not at the same level (laughs) my life isn't that fucked up (laughs) but I could relate to the character better than I think any other book I've ever read even when they center women close to my age their life experiences are completely different and so it was really you know it was like a breath of fresh air and I really like that I also really liked that Queenie wasn't a skinny girl and that the author made it like quite clear it wasn't just that oh she was a black girl who happened to not be skinny she like the author made it clear that this is a part of the story and this is something important that you need to know and I actually realize that when I'm reading books and they don't specify the size or shape of the person especially if it's a black woman I kind of envision someone that <laughs> looks like me so it was I was reading it and I realized oh Queenie doesn't look like me like she looks like me but she also doesn't look like me and I was like oh that's really cool just to put myself in a different mind space from what I usually am when I'm reading books so yeah I like that and like I said the book is triggered by a breakup that Queenie is going through and I think the first page is actually her at uh, the doctors at the hospital and she's getting a test done And, you know, she finds out that she had a miscarriage. So, honestly, that introduction was was something. And, yeah, so the breakup with the white man. Okay. I keep pointing out that I was a white man because it's actually crucial to the next few things I'm about to say. So, the guy himself seemed okay. Like, you know, he seems like a 
I guess, normal white British guy, you know, read into that however you want to. But they were obviously struggling in relationship and actually a lot of it was because of Queenie's past and how she had so many issues to deal with and she was really struggling to I guess open up to him and I completely understand that and I understand how that can ruin a relationship but then also and this wasn't explained at the beginning but later on in the book the fact that the guy was a dickhead was then explained to us and I was like this this is why I really cannot see myself ever getting into a relationship with a white man a white British man again like I really cannot because there's a scene where they are at his parents or his grandparents or whatever the fuck but at his family's and his white family members I think it was his uncle he was making jokes about Queenie's race like you know those weird comments that white people make like if you're a black person who lives in the UK I'm sure or honestly probably any predominantly white country like you definitely know what I'm talking about where they make really weird comments and you're just like what the fuck like why one why is that important two it's kind of offensive and Queenie's boyfriend did not defend her as a matter of fact he was kind of defending his uncle and being like oh he was just joking and that really honestly upsets me very deeply because I I just cannot understand it really pisses me off one when men listen to their friends or family members say problematic things about women and they just listen they don't say anything or they tell you oh he was just joking blah 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 but then to add the element of race as well i would have lost my fucking mind and queenie did and i was glad that she did and that she stormed out and this guy had the nerve to tell her that oh you ruined everything and my head i was like girl your family members ruined everything queenie didn't do shit um so yeah that was very annoying but i'm going to move on because i can go on and on about that so they break up and Queenie obviously has to move out and get a new flat because they were living together and she couldn't really afford um the flat they were living in so she was the one who had to move out and the process of finding a new flat like she was describing it like she was describing the flats she was viewing and I was literally just like I feel like something was crawling all over my skin because okay so I haven't really tried house hunting in London however I have tried house hunting in other places in the UK and listen she was describing these bathrooms and the kitchens and I was just like girl like I had I could see just how horrible and disgusting those places looked 
because I've seen them and the things these housing agents try to sell you on it's ridiculous and London is expensive she was looking at flats of like 750 pounds and they were still disgusting and okay so I have a thing for bathrooms if the bathroom isn't nice um I can't I really just cannot and she was just describing disgusting bathrooms and I was just like oh my god like this is horrible like I know the breakup has been rough but this this is where I draw the fucking line um that was very stressful for me and honestly from there everything just went to shit and it was really just downhill from there and things weren't great obviously with her relationship because they were well I keep saying they broke up but they were on a break quote-unquote a break whatever honestly you guys when someone tells you that they need a break or we should go on a break that means that they're breaking up with you just you know just in case you weren't aware I'm just putting that out there for you to know so just move on um but anyway yeah things aren't great with her relationship and then it just starts spilling out into everything else including her work obviously her finances Krishna has to live in that shithole her relationship with her friends but I really want to start with her work because so she she's a journalist and she was working at this magazine and when she started when she graduated from uni she had really high hopes of what she as a black woman could bring to the company and if you've ever worked in a predominantly white industry you know that these white people just won't let you really have a voice if it's a voice that wants to mainly talk about things that have to do with black people and black lives um so she was at a point where i guess she was feeling like she was wasting her time because she wasn't really writing about the things that she wanted to write about and that was frustrating but then also she started slacking off at work and that was really stressful for me because nothing scares me as much as the thought of being out of a job even if it's just for one week I think I would have multiple panic attacks every 30 minutes but it just seemed like she didn't really not that she didn't care because you know she was in a weird mind space but she just wasn't really doing any work or being productive at work and she knew that her manager was aware of this and she just kept on at it and that was really stressful for me because when the breakup happened I kept thinking oh god please don't let this affect her work and that is usually one of the first things I think about when I'm watching something or reading a book and something happens in the character's life I'm like please don't let this affect her work she still needs to be able to pay bills and shit because we live in a capitalist society and your tears won't pay your bills um so yeah that starts happening at work and that was you know quite a thing 
and she she's really good friends with uh, this other girl who also works at the magazine and just the contrast to their work ethic was insane Queenie Queenie's work ethic was non-existent and she was honestly a distraction to her friend as well and then also in addition to that she starts getting into really weird and messy situationships with men and that was difficult and stressful to read it was difficult to read because I completely understand how if you're in a bad place and if you know you're already struggling with your sense of self and your um confidence and she was clearly insecure as well like I completely see how that will affect your romantic relationships but it didn't make it any easier to read about and I think the most stressful part for me with her weird sexual encounters with men was that they were all unprotected like she was having unprotected sex with these strangers basically and the first time it happened I literally god I need help I literally went back and I was like oh I must have missed the part of the book where she asked him for a um (laughs) for the test results from his std test because surely she's not just letting this man have sex with her with no condom and no like medical record of his sexual history but alas there was no such thing and she did it once and I was like okay it was a mistake you know she was really desperate you know these things happen you forget condoms it's fine and then it happened the second time the third time the fourth time and I was like okay you live in the UK where you can get condoms for free what is wrong with you like I'm not kidding like if you go to a sex health clinic they literally hand you condoms like last time I was there I swear the lady gave me like at least two dozens and I was like no it's fine like I'm not going to be having sex anytime she's like no it's fine they don't expire until like the next five years so just keep them like they basically beg you to take condoms so you have that and you're still not even trying to get condoms and also so and so point she had to go to the sex health clinic because she was having a lot of unprotected sex and she wanted to get tested to make sure she was fine and i'm pretty sure the woman gave her condoms but did my girl queenie use them right after no she carried on doing her own thing and you know i understand how again how being in the bad place can result in having weird sexual relationships with men and how you know that also ties in with your sense of self-worth but I think it's very important to have safe sex. Like I cannot emphasize this enough. It's very important. Again, when you live somewhere that it's so easy to have access to these things, it, it was just so careless and irresponsible. And yeah, I was really mad at Queenie when 
I was reading about this, it was deeply upsetting, you know, like, like if it's a situation where you didn't think you were going to have sex and you just happened upon the sex, sure, like I get why you'd be like, oh, okay, I'll just get a plan B pill, but she was actively looking for guys to sleep with. And she wasn't carrying condoms around. Like, I have a friend who refers to a bag as a condom bag because there's almost always a condom in it. And I just think maybe it's something we all need to start doing, you know? Just carry one with you just in case. Um, Yeah. So anyway, in summary, guys, please make sure you're having sex with condoms on. Even if the per- I mean, especially when you're having sex with strangers that you meet off an app. But yeah, anyway, moving on. Also, another thing that happens when she's on her sex rampage is that she's having sex that she doesn't enjoy. And God, I'm getting stressed out just remembering all this. She's having sex that she's not enjoying, but also sex... Okay, so there's sex that you just really enjoy. And then there's sex that is, you know, it's okay. It wasn't great, but also it wasn't horrible. But then there's sex that is so bad that it's painful. And that's the type of sex she was having. And it was really upsetting to read about it's not in a oh I'm mad at her for doing this but in a I see how you got here and it's just really hurting me that that is where you are right now um because one these guys did not respect her they were outright rude and disrespectful I wanted to punch every single one of them because they were all stupid and unworthy of Queenie and secondly she it was almost like she couldn't see how she deserved more and significantly better. And these guys clearly did not know how to have sex. And there was this particular one that even after the painful sex that she was not enjoying, she would try to like cuddle up with him after sex. And it would basically be like, what are you doing? Like, don't touch me. And again, it just really showed how even though they were treating her like shit, to her, it was better than nothing. And that's just a really sad place to be. And yeah, like it's, I mean, it's not the first time I've read or seen this type of story, but, you know, it doesn't get any easier to read about how women sometimes settle for crumbs. You know, like, you're a bad bitch. Don't let these men treat you like shit. Because, again, they are not worthy. Like, no, and you deserve way better. Um, Yeah, so there was that. And, okay, so the sex was... I'm going to stop talking about sex in a few minutes, but it's actually a really strong theme in the book. I'm not just randomly going on about sex. Um, but anyway, okay, so the sex is actually, just so you know how bad it was, when she was at the sex health clinic, the lady that examined her thought 
she was sexually assaulted or that she was in an abusive relationship that's how bad it was like she had like she was bruised she had bruises in her vagina that's how bad it was and she yeah she just even that didn't snap her out of it and get her to tell the men she was sleeping with that yo and honestly guys like if you're having sex with someone honestly don't even waste for it to get painful you know like if you're not enjoying it like if it doesn't feel good just stop them like just make them stop like it's it's really not worth it um but yeah and also she okay so queenie only dates white men and they so the author kind of hints at how it's probably related to her childhood because queenie mentions at some points that she's just never going to be able to think that black men think she's beautiful and i think a lot of it probably had to do with her dad and stepdad um but it was again fuck god it was annoying just to read how these white men were talking to her because she was on a dating app and they were objectifying her and it was I'm sure every black woman understands this it was deeply upsetting you know almost every message has something to do with hey chocolate skin caramel girl i'm like yo like can you just give her a compliment without comparing her to a snack like i know we say we're snacks but shit like just say hey you're really pretty or i think you're very sexy why all this weird descriptive words um yeah again i do not like that um it was very annoying the way they objectified her and i think i mean it's this doesn't only happen to black women black men also get ridiculously objectified by white people and it's so annoying which again reminds me i just watched i may destroy you which oh my god that show mind-blowing but anyway, there's a scene where, again, this white woman is objectifying this black guy. And she's like, oh, I'm really into white guys. And she's giggling. And I just want her to deck her. Ugh, gosh. Ugh. But yeah, it just really speaks to how black women are overly sexualized. And, and sometimes it's almost subtle. Like, you almost don't notice. Because I know the few times that this has happened to me. It didn't click until months later and I was like, oh, that's why that guy at work was talking to me like that. Like, that's why those guys were saying those things to me. Like, sure, it was because, you know, I'm a woman, but also specifically because I'm a black woman. And it's, I think reading this really brought all of those things back. And just, you know, when something's happening to you, it's hard for you to kind of observe it. But then when you're the one observing it and seeing how it's happened to someone else, it, it's, it really just makes things clear. And that was really fucked up. So, you know, if a white man or a white woman is listening to this, stop fucking objectifying us. Like, just because 
I'm black doesn't mean that I'm a freak in the sheets, you know? Like, it doesn't mean that all I ever do is have sex. It doesn't mean that I'm into some freaky shit or that you can just talk to me anyhow about sex. Like, no, that's not how that works. Like, my melanin doesn't add any more sexual experiences to my body like it's my melanin isn't like a download or sexual positions okay but anyway don't want to get carried away but also there was this white man that she got involved with at work so i'm not going to say a lot about this guy because i still want you to read the book if you haven't already and just again feel the rage with me because this guy so he started off nice like he was really nice and respectful and so I was like oh okay I guess not all of them are complete stickheads but then he but then at the end of the day it turns out he was also just sexualizing and objectifying her because she's a black woman and you know he wasn't really seeing her as a person because when they did have sex it felt very much like it was about him and getting like a quick one out and not really about her or both of them which sex has to be about both people involved um yeah and she actually almost got fired because of the guy which my god was so stressful for me again because as an immigrant the thought of losing my job scares the shit out of me but that's it on that guy i'm going to let you read the book and form your opinions on how much of a dickhead he is okay so the next one i so i have like a list of things i want to talk about so i don't forget them and the next one i've actually kind of touched on was just how how almost losing her job was very stressful and i think it's because as again as a young black woman who is you know almost at the same stage in my career as queenie was in it's like you're really aware of the fact that the things you're doing now can have a long-term effect and impact on your long-term career at least that's kind of what i think like i know you know you can move in and out of different industries and what's not but it really a lot of the time it feels like if you fuck up now career-wise like that's almost it you know like if you mess up how you start it feels sometimes it feels like you can't really fix it because people are always going on and on about how many years of experience you have and the fact that she had her job on the line really scared the shit out of me (laughs) i think this really shows that my priorities are like all of the weird sex she was having and how fucking depressed she was <laughs> that wasn't what triggered me it was when her job was on the night i was like oh shit things are getting really serious now um and also like i said it also affects her friendships and okay that one was also really really difficult for me because okay so queenie has mainly 
female friends and that's something I can relate to. I, I have maybe like one or two close male friends because I guess you can't already tell. I don't really fuck with men like that. Um, but yeah, so I really, again, felt like I could relate to that and just how important her female friendships were to her. And so when one of her friends treated her like shit, again, I was deeply upset. This, I was quite upset from this on this book. <laughs> but yeah, so, oh, like, should I tell you guys what happened? Should I not? But anyway, Queenie accidentally sleeps with her friend's boyfriend. <laughs> no, this okay usually when people say oh i accidentally did something if they actually did not accidentally do it um especially when it's sex like it's not like i just fall (laughs) fall off on the dick but she actually didn't know that this was the guy (laughs) that her friend was in a relationship with but obviously the guy knew that he had a girlfriend but he was fine with cheating on her and her friend stayed with the guy but broke up with Queenie and honestly that's fine you can cut people out of your life whenever you want to for whatever reason but she insulted Queenie and let me tell you something I was ready to get out of my bed to knock this girl out I can't fight but I was ready to at least try because girl what the fuck and I know it's because, you know, the girl was also insecure and all that. But, yo, are you dumb? Like, your boyfriend cheated on you, but somehow it's your friend's fault. And she was slut-shaming Queenie and all that. And I was like, it's not your business how many men Queenie is having sex with. Granted, she's having irresponsible and unprotected, unprotected sex, but still she's going through a whole lot like give her a fucking break (sighs) but then also queenie i mean she's upset but she still really loves this person and still wants to be friends with her and so she's still like willing to work on relationships to fix it and i cannot relate i absolutely cannot relate if someone Honestly, just one, just say one out of the like twenty things our friend said to her. Yeah, you're dead to me. That like that's it. Like I won't even just know forgiveness. Who? Whomst? No, absolutely the fuck not. Um, yeah, no, I didn't like that. And like towards the end, they had dinner together. And I was like, okay, so another one of our friends invited the shitty friend to dinner with Queenie for her birthday. And the whole time I was thinking I would cut off the friend that invited the shitty friend because clearly you're both mad and stupid. But anyway, again, I don't want to get too angry, so I'm just going to move on swiftly. Oh, also another thing that happens, which is actually a really good thing, is that Queenie finally tries out therapy. And I was so proud and I was so happy for her. I am 
such a lover of therapy. <laughs> I think it's the best thing since since was. Wow, I can't think of things that I like. But I think therapy is amazing. I think everyone that has experienced life for more than 17 years should try therapy even if you know you don't have issues as big as queenie does you definitely should still try out therapy um and yeah she tries out therapy and it really helps her obviously um but one thing that i thought was really odd about the therapy was that she did it for like a couple of months and then she had a final session and during that final session i was freaking out i was so nervous because i was like how is she just after how many months like i have been in therapy for over a year and the thought of not speaking to my therapist like just ending it just honestly like thinking about it right now and i'm sweating because (laughs) what (laughs) but I mean, I guess the therapy was basically off of the NHS. Um, so I guess, you know, maybe their policies don't let it go on forever. But anyway, just to say that you can apply for free therapy with the NHS if that's something you feel like you need. Um, yeah, and, you know, I'll see if I can find links and shit and put them in the description or whatever it's called so you can have a look again i cannot recommend therapy enough and i think something that was really cool that was highlighted was that so in one of her therapy sessions she has a full-on panic attack and i i really liked that they talked about that because when people talk about therapy usually they make it seem like it's this fun and enjoyable thing and it's honestly not it is absolutely not like I've had therapy sessions that I cried the entire hour I've had sessions where I was so angry during the session that like my fists were literally clenched not because I wanted to be my therapist but because I needed some sort of physical way to like express what I was feeling and that was like clenching my fist was all I had like I've had therapy sessions where I was so exhausted where I felt hopeless where where it felt just too much and I don't think people talk about that enough like therapy isn't a walk in the park it's it's a whole it's a lot um and they also talk about how difficult it was for her grandparents to accept that she was going into therapy because you know they're really old-fashioned Jamaicans who moved to the UK when I guess when they were young but you know at heart they're still like every anyone with a Caribbean or African parents or grandparent you probably understand this and how traditional they are and how they think you need to deal with your issues or honestly don't even they're not issues because you are alive and physically healthy and you have a job and all that so like therapy for what but honestly ignore them and start seeing a fucking therapist okay 
Okay, so I mean, I haven't really touched on this, but this is now like almost 45 minutes and I was trying to do a 15 minutes episode on LOL. But obviously she's a black woman living in Brixton in 2019 so obviously they talk about what being back in the uk is like which again i've kind of touched on but they also talk about gentrification and um it was was really interesting to read about that as well um i haven't really lived in the part of the uk where the gentrification was so obvious so it was really interesting to to read about that um yeah, so many other things, but those are the main points that really stood out to to me. Yeah. Okay, if you're still here, you're a real one. <laughs> oh yeah, my friend. <laughs> and you know I'm going to quiz you about this afterwards. I'm joking. I'm not going to quiz you if you're my friend. Um, but yeah, just to end things off, I would definitely recommend Queenie. It's a really quick and easy read and it still has a really, actually not a really important message, a bunch of really important things that it talks about and that it highlights, which I honestly cannot explain all of them without going on for like two days. So I would definitely recommend this book. So if you haven't read it, please do. And if you have, you know, let me know what you thought about it. You can tweet at me. My Twitter handle is still somber. That's somber with an R E, not E R. Um, you can also follow the podcast and Instagram at Heaven Smells Like Books. So yeah, and let's see. What am I currently reading? I'm currently reading. The Girl with the Louding Voice by Abby Dari. However, the book I'm going to be reviewing next is The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison, which I think is probably my, okay, maybe not my favorite book, but it's really up there. Or I might do The Eyes Were Watching God by Zora Neale Hurston, which again, so amazing. These two iconic writers. So, Yeah, I'll speak to you for my next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.